Freestyle Friday. Waffles, chicken and waffles. How may I help you? What's going on with you? Yeah. What up, dudes and dudettes? How y'all doing today? <laughs> so, I am back for Freestyle Friday. I wanted to <clears throat> take some time with some friends and with some family uh, during this time in 2020 uh, while everybody's acting crazy president saying dumb shit we're supposed to pretend like he didn't say it so white people don't get hurt so um, one thing I wanted to do uh, I came up this about a month month and a half ago it was a long time ago was I needed to take some time and have like a regular conversation between black people like a regular conversation between black people come on in i'm in the studio recording you done fucked it up but i'm gonna keep recording <laughs> so we about to record discussions soon i'm recording the intro and outro to one of my podcasts no come on in shut the door this would be quick. So, this conversation was taken uh, a couple of months ago between me and like three of my friends, and it was basically um, a conversation between me, one of my friends that is a ex football player. He played in the CFL, the NFL. Uh, one of my friends that is oh, he's also a. Um, I want to say data engineer, but that's the old term for it. Um, he's a coder. So, black man who codes. <laughs> I also have a friend that is a teacher and a football coach. And then the other friend that came through, he's like a, a chef and a IT. So, um, we decided just to have a long phone conversation one day um, while we was doing things, you know. So, just to see how we have conversations and the conversation lasted like two hours or some change so it's going to be broken up between two weeks and all the extra stepping is um princess walking around in the background so <laughs> so um here's part one we're going to start with that one uh, at the end i come in break it down and then next week i will give y'all part two Yeah. Well, he was on. He was at my house till late last night. Um, we were doing fireworks and stuff. So, but I don't know what happened. All right, let me um uh, get my reason. All right. All right, hold on. I got a
Hey, what's up, Bo? What's good with it, man? <laughs> All right. Hey, hold on for one second. Hey, Pat. Yeah, man. Maurice. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, that's cool. What's that's up? Cool. What's up, <laughs> up with y'all? Man, man. All right. I eat some pita chips and guacamole. <laughs> you said what? Eating what? Some pita chips and guacamole. Pita chips and guacamole. He's healthy now. Oh, all right. Is your name Petrino yeah. or something? Did you change hey, your that's name? That, that's, that's that grown man, Cheeto, <laughs> hot flame Cheetos. You hear me? Yeah. I need some guacamole, man. All right. You probably got some hummus over there, too. Oh yeah, I got yeah, maybe some honey. Yeah, that's that, that's that, that's that grown man. You know, we used to take a bag of, a bag of hot chips and pour hot sauce down in them. Same thing. Yeah. Pita bread with hummus, a grown man stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so, um, so we're recording this on for the podcast. Uh, what I for the listeners out there, uh, what I wanted to do was have an unscripted conversation with black people and record it. Like uh, Maurice nor Pat know anything about what we're going to talk about today. I don't either. It's unscripted. And I just feel like it's important to have. We all grew up together. Uh, we all have different career paths. We all do different things in life. But we all connect with each other every once in a while just to, you know, check on well being and the health and see how everybody, everything's going on. So I thought it was important for regular black people to sit together, have a conversation, and for people to hear it, um, just to see what what our lives and our conversations are like, and and grow from there. So, um, Pat, say hey to the people, tell them what you do, blah blah blah. Hey, I'm Pat Wise. I am a high school English teacher, and I teach the well. I'm um folks at the college level, high school level, level prep school level. That's yeah, that's about it. Sam. Yo, yo. Uh Maurice Simpkins, currently higher education IT, um ed tech founder, uh uh former NFL football player and nonprofit uh founder in the area of STEM. It's my passion. Yeah, and, and this holiday, I can't talk about what I do, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm a cybersecurity expert analyst for the hospital groups. Um, and then on, on the side, I'm a former rapper, I'm a retired rapper. I have plaques on my wall, whatever. But um, currently, I own a podcast network. I run four different podcasts with about six or seven different people, depending on who's sick that week. And uh, basically shut down my studio during COVID. So I have a lot of free time now. <laughs> I only get my one career out of the way. But, um, yeah, so we, we it's, it's Sunday. What's today's date? Like the 5th of July? Yeah, man. Who celebrated the Fourth of July yesterday? Yeah, who did? Uh, I did. You celebrated the Fourth of July yesterday? Holiday? Yes, I did. I shot fireworks with the kids for sure. Yeah, I shot fireworks for like. Well, I shot fireworks for June. <coughs> Excuse me, my bad. 
I shot stupid, uh, fireworks for Juneteenth, but then yesterday we shot fireworks for like about 15 minutes with the kids, and then we had a neighborhood uh, thing that lasted like 30 minutes. It was yes. long. Yeah, we did, man. Over in our area, man, it was like, it, growing up where we from, it looked like the Portrait Festival, bro. Mm. I'm not joking. Like, my, I had some, some going, I had some little small ones going with the kids. My neighbors came out with these fireworks that like the Portrait Festival made me go back to the store, you feel me? I had to <laughs> you know, they just moved into the neighborhood. I can't just let them come in and dominate. So I went back, you know what I'm saying? Man, let's hear. Ended up being pretty nice last night. My, my three-year-old, it's her first time really get a chance to see him. And she's been scared of him before now, so it was cool. Uh, so I had a similar situation. My four-year-old, um, so she had issues with her hearing. She's actually oversensitive to hearing. Um, like, we can't have volume on TV up loud. Um, so it's been getting better over the last years. And yesterday was the first time she was able to look at fireworks without cotton in her ear and being about a mile yeah. away. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My, my daughter actually wears my wife's uh, gun range um, um, headphones when we go to do fireworks because she don't like the sound either. Right. The more I look into that, bro, they like 30, 21 decibel. They like 15, 20 dollars. Okay, I'll, I'll be at the gun range in about a week, and I'll look at them then. I need to, uh, I was thinking about getting some more guns. I need jogger guns, like guns, because all my guns are like heavy rifles and shotguns and, and 45s, which don't work well with running. I think I got I'm, a 45 shield, M&P, it worked pretty good. Uh, what, what, um, what kind of uh, holster do you have to run with? Oh, no, I, I, I run with my gun in my waist. Okay, I was thinking about running with it in the smaller one, but I have shoulder holsters, though, because I ride my motorcycle, and if somebody act up, I just pull while I'm riding. But, um, <laughs> That's something I want to invest in. I want to invest in a shoulder holster. Okay, well, if I give me some waist, what, yeah, so I will right, we'll talk. <laughs> um, I got a question. For, are you in Gwinnett County, Maurice? Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm probably the whole family. We'll talk offline more about it, but you know mm -hmm. I, that's my um, territory, and I have a little spot, a little spot up there. But yeah, I'm about to move the whole family down in a couple of years, so I'll be talking to you offline. My wife has specific demands. <laughs> so you know, I, um, that's where I came here from. So. I didn't know I was. <laughs> I did not know I wasn't going back full time. Man, I'm gonna tell you a crazy story. I came down to Atlanta for the Olympics in '96, mm -hmm. and I saw with with Spiral. Y'all remember Spiral GT <laughs> in Baseburg? Right. And that was the first time I saw so many what I would call like black businessmen getting out of fancy cars, wearing suits. Like right. having all these, like, you know what I'm saying, briefcase, like a black man with a briefcase and a top hat. I ain't never mm -hmm. seen that. You feel yeah. me? And I came here and I saw, I was like, wow, I want to come to Atlanta. And then my uncle used to live in Gwinnett County. Mm -hmm. And I came out here. When I came out to his house, it was other black people around. And I was like, wow, I could do, I could move to this area. And so that's what kind of got me to, to this area. Okay. Literally. That's what's up, man. I 
I moved dead into Atlanta in the center of Atlanta <laughs> when I went there just because I didn't know I didn't know any better and I wanted to make sure that I was close enough to studios to go to studios when I need to go to studios. That was a good advantage to living where I lived at because I was basically within like if all my vehicles broke down, I could still walk the stank on you. I could still walk the grand hustle. And it also if I could still walk to Diamonds of Atlanta. And I could still walk. <laughs> so everything was in one. <laughs> I could still throw some dollars. If I ain't got enough money to put gas in my car, I could still go help somebody with their college fund because donating is very important with me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I moved out. You're bigger than me, man. Say what? You're bigger than me. I don't yeah. know about y'all, but I couldn't move to no big city right after high school. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, I ain't, you know, you know that was after the Navy. I, um, I got out of the Navy, finished my bachelor's degree. Um, I was only making, like, I was barely making money as a rapper in Charleston. So I moved to Atlanta, and everything changed real quick. So um, that was that was the reason why I moved to Atlanta. I moved in the middle of Atlanta, but when I started working at IBM, I got, like, I wanted to get out of Atlanta. It was too much, too busy. So yeah. I um, moved out to the Cula. Mm-hmm. And I loved it out there. It was like, I was basically a, a one square mile away from the interstate. It felt like the interstate was like right on my back. But it, when I get, walked outside in the mornings, it was like I lived in the mm-hmm. country. <laughs> so I like that. Like on um, three yeah. acres or so. But the reason why I said I was going to hit you up is because. um. I think you'll know more of the demands that my wife wants. So I think you might be somewhere close to that. So we'll, we'll holler about uh, houses and stuff like that. Uh, so. I come out, I put my gold teeth in there and then come out there and be the, the, <laughs> the N-word of the na- neighborhood, scare all the white people off. <laughs> Hey. Trust me, when I first moved in my area, they probably was like, oh, Lord, here we go. I moved it to the second house. In the neighborhood, like we first entered in the street, the second house. Oh wow! It was like an old couple around me. There's two older couples here. The house that I moved into, people had been here for like 20 years before that. And then um, the house across the street was like some some uh, Asian family. And mm-hmm. then like I moved in, and another black family moved in beside me. Man, we I mean we ended up being cool, but the neighborhood actually ended up welcoming us in, man. I'm a I'm a tech guy, you feel me? Right. And so like by like the fifth week we was here, I was doing stuff with the kids and with my gadgets and so the kids and after that it was over. Okay. You know what I mean? in the neighborhood? So what? So you doing stuff with the kids in the neighborhood? Yeah man, that's kinda of how the nonprofit started. Like we had some of the kids over and I was like, man, I got some stuff I want y'all to work on. Y'all y'all about to run me crazy. You know I got number daughters. Had all these little girls in the house, man. So I, I put them in front of the computer and some stuff, and they, they started doing it and liked it. That means you was a nasty boy. Ooh, man, listen here, man. <laughs> so that just means that God, God felt that a guy like me could truly lead some young ladies into where they should go and, and how to be into the world. You know what? I was and working on that same speech. I was working on that same <laughs> speech until my, my boy was born. <laughs> so I, I, I ripped that. I put that speech in the shredder. I was like, "Yeah." Oh, speaking of, how the doing? Uh, all I'm doing good. They, uh, you know, the other than yeah, well, 
One of them is very selfish. Um, <laughs> but she okay. she thinks very much of herself because she got a well um, because of COVID. We're not gonna get to uh, take advantage of it. But she got a contract with Disney, so she was gonna be a Disney actor. Um, oh my god, that's big. Riley? Riley, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I have to go pick up Kari today from her mom's so house. Her mom just impromptu moved to South Carolina without telling nobody, which is against the orders. Oh, but yeah. we uh, <laughs> we get out of that. Yeah, I ain't gonna go beef on it because she's closer. Now you can go get her. You yeah, know what I'm saying that's still a positive. Bro. Yeah, instead of me having to take the whole day to go pick her up. Basically, it used to be a full day to go pick up and drop off. Now nah, it's I got just a six like hour, a six hour drive for me, Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, Almost you still got? Oh man, Mississippi. Almost in Memphis. Mm. Oh, Memphis. Pretty much is Memphis. It's fifteen minutes from Memphis. We go to the mall in Memphis when I go see her. Oh wow, <laughs> dang! That little we go shopping in Memphis. It's very like that. How is that? What doing? She's doing, bro. I was fighting on here and now. She got down there. Uh, she in the kitchen with her mama, just yelling and screaming. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> she's How old is she now? She just turned one by the, uh, actually, like, she's a little more than 13 months right now. Oh, that's just good. Yeah, she's a, she's a little, little grown person, got a little personality. She's basically like a little small female version of me. Uh, yeah, how you gotta get the proper life? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, only thing is, you know, just I can't sleep in like a like a light to anymore. So <laughs> usually, I'm up, you know, because yeah, in the summers, you know, I'm out. I'm not coaching. I'm not coaching right now. Yeah. Because of COVID. So um, yeah, so I like to sleep in, but she she's not having that. My mother does a good job of getting my, well, my wife gets up around about five o'clock in the morning anyway. So, yeah. oh man, up, but you know I jump up, you know, you know help her, you know feed, change diaper, whatever needs to be done. You know, so. that's what's good. Yeah. That's crazy. Other yeah, than the please, Nah, well, um, man. <laughs> you know, before in the past, like last summer, you know, when she was a baby, you know, when she was kind of, you know, she was a newborn, uh-huh. I'd be, be up all night because, you know, someone needs to be up, you know, because she wakes up crying. You gotta do it, yeah. Yeah, so that was my thing. I'd be up about 5 o'clock in the morning with her till her mama gets up, you know, but now, you know, she goes to bed at, what, about between 7 and 8 o'clock. Oh, that's the best oh, time. man, that's nice. That lets you get, yeah. get busy. That means so she get to sleep good and you get to help your wife sleep good. Yeah, so we had in the room with us, you know, had a crib at the foot of our bed, but then, you know, like five o'clock in the morning, four five o'clock in the morning, she just start standing up. You know, looking at us in the bed and start yelling. Uh-huh. And got her, so we kicked out the room, put her in our own little space. And, um, That's yeah, she's doing well. You know, you got to play like the little YouTube storm and stuff. You know, she got to have a little noise so she can sleep too. So, yeah, that helps. And plus, you know, she can't hear us, you know, you know we're making you know, noise and whatnot. So, yeah. You brought up a good, a good thing. I just, I was thinking about that, man. My daughter is addicted to the YouTube videos, bro. Like, <laughs> addicted. 
I'm talking about like she know every song. Like if you if the song if somebody else is watching something, she walked by them in the in Walmart. She can tell you what they watch it by hearing the music, bro. Oh dang! I got to figure out how to get my get a show going. And I wanted to do a show with it myself. I, that's why I originally I bought my drones. Like I was gonna like video. I got one drone to do from above, one drone that could be ground level, and I got like the yeah. DJI Osmo thing to kind of you know do the filming with the staying level with it so I could film it. But like, my daughter imagination so wild, man. I would ha- I would literally have to build another world. That's how I feel, bro. Like <laughs> hey, she I can't keep up of- with these kids. You want to run out of space, you know, turn into a little studio, do something, you know. Man, listen, what kind of phone right now? Let me put this to the magnet. You know what I'm saying? I gotta get her. I gotta get her into into something. Like right now, I think I'm gonna do. We're gonna get like into like gym or something. But she got way too much energy, man. How old is she? And she got a crazy personality. She real, real like wordy. Like we'll say, we'll say, Amara, did you wash your hands? She won't say yes or no. She'll say. Yes, I already washed my hands. So she'll repeat whatever you said to her. And at times it drives me crazy, but then I'd be like, okay, that let her, that's like a confirmation thing for her to let me know. I understand what you were saying there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's good, man. That's and that's how old is she again? She just turned three. Oh, oh yeah. So we, we, when we when we hook up, we'll talk about it. I um I am gonna have a studio up there too when I when I move. I'm gonna leave. So. Yeah, yeah, we got. Oh, we definitely um, gonna need to connect, Dan. Boy, I got some. <laughs> All That's I need to be around, like the stuff that I'm doing here. I, when I was doing, I was doing. The reason why I started this, this, the recording studio here, was because <clears throat> um, it was so easy to do that stuff there, um, and I just wanted to have a place where I come put stuff out and be creative. Um, Cause here there's nothing like, like it's crazy that it's like five and a half hours away. You have just as many creative people here by percentage as you do in Atlanta, but because of the rules and because of the way everything's built and this is like slave central being in Charleston, South Carolina, you could feel the difference here and you could feel that basically, um, even though you have the creatives here, no one works together. No one does all kind of creative things together. So it's it's completely but why different. Why is that? Um, why is that, Brian? So when I first moved here, you know, I moved here in 2004 the first time. Uh, I was in the Navy, and there was a big thing about rappers. They didn't want rappers to ha- to perform. So if you was a rapper and you was performing, you had to do things like put flies out to say that you was an R&B singer. Like they didn't want Boosie to come down and perform. They didn't want Nas to come down and perform. Um, well, you had you said this was in two thousand, two thousand four, two thousand and four, which is almost a quite quite <laughs> credible contrast from Beach, who at the time had House of Blues was booming. Right, the Buddy Hill Power Acts coming through during that time. Right, Columbia was. Oh, uh, they ended up letting Nas come down and do something. I forgot where he did it at, but it was small. Uh, they wouldn't give them the big venues or anything like that. So that's the first thing you saw. Um, the way that we started being able to perform was we started a Stop the Violence campaign. And then we was able to set up stages and we had to perform songs that that was like anti-violence, Stop the Violence or whatever like that. So mm. that ended up breaking the mold a little bit. But you still have like, um, I call it slave mentality to where 
everyone wants to keep each other down. No one wants to get up and support each other. And then no one wants to see someone come up as well. And I'm not from here, but I did mm-hmm. pretty well as far as making money here in Charleston compared to the people that's actually from here. And that's because my accent, like everybody thought I was either from Georgia or Florida just because of the way I rap. So everybody was just coming to me and buying my albums. They would come to the flea market, buy my albums. And then um, I also traveled and stuff. And just because, like, when they asked me, say, where you from? I say, Baseball Leesville. They'd be like, oh, where's that at? I'd be like, kind of like <laughs> on the other side of Columbia, whatever like that. Oh, you from South Carolina? Yeah, that's what's up. But everybody bought my shit. But it was because I was for, for, for not from here. They didn't know I lived yeah. here and all that stuff. But then when they started, really, yeah, so that's that was the biggest difference here. Uh, in Atlanta, when I went to Atlanta, it was just like, oh, you rap? Click up. <laughs> and that that was it. Oh, you cool. Let me introduce you to this guy. Let me introduce you to this guy. So that was it. Like, it was simple. Like, I think I was there for, I think I moved down there in, like, November 2010 or 11. And then by, like, February the next year, I was already, like, in studios working with people. Still can't talk about it because I had to sign NDAs, but so and them paychecks cleared and I ain't care. So (laughs) (laughs) that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. But she for um from what I seen, I never seen a video when Joe when he was down there and he was doing this show. Seemed like there's a lot of people from and I listened to your uh, your podcast. Um I think you had some amazing rock fame that you had in there recently, maybe from New York, and yeah. I don't know about her. It seems like there's a lot of people coming from the outside, and they're trying to bring um, a lot of, you know, just a lot of new styles and new types of entertainment to Charleston, and they see that Charleston has a lot of talent as it is, but like you said, no one um, seeing that there's no one trying to work together. I remember she was talking about with the dance and all that good stuff and you know how no one really wanted to, I guess, work with her as far as dance goes. And, you know, it took a while to build all that stuff up. So, yeah. And so I feel like it's been a movement for at least the last, what, decade and a half? Yeah. That, you know, people have been trying to, you know, get something going to Charleston, but, you know, it's like with those roadblocks there, those barriers that, uh, keeping something from happening because when you see movements in like in Memphis, um, of course Atlanta, um, down in like Miami, uh, Houston, like just all these other places in the South, and see like Charleston is like you know, uh, New Orleans, but Charleston should be like that next place that should, you know, put something together as far as some type of movement, but. Apparently, like I said, just people are willingness to work together. The people that the native people are willingness to work together um, is probably putting a hold on everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you have North Carolina right there. And North Carolina is just coming up too. Um, they yeah. every every decade they have somebody influential come out. Like right now, it's the baby. But what what was the ones before from Fayetteville, Little Boys or whatever? Uh, oh yeah, little boy, little brother. You little mean. brothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, little brother. Pete Pablo, you know what I'm saying? Fonte. Yeah. Tigolo, Tigolo. That's my man right there, man. Them boys, that was, them boys, that was the kind. 
I first got on them boys when I was in college. Man, I fell in love with that. My roommate yeah. put me on. He was from New York. <laughs> so yeah, man, we we have them, and then. Another issue is they like no one. Some rappers can't be understood. Like you can't understand Geechee if they're rapping too Geechee. So those yeah. would at least be niche artists. But the the Geechee rap stuff could be just as good as I mean just as just as niche and sell just as much as like Jamaican rap or something like that. So yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's that. It's, it's, it's really about finding the market for it. You know what I'm saying and. It, does that market exist in an expandable format to where you know it can grow? Because as the music as the music grows, you know, the market and the people who listen to it to grow as well. I could tell you from deep dark corners of the internet, I be on sometimes. That's a market for everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Like, uh, with the Gucci accent, though, that's I mean, you would think you would make just dance music at least. You know, that can be something similar to like uh, reggae. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so. <clears throat> uh, did y'all did y'all speak to any any one of our other friends? Um, I talked to Joe what a couple of days ago. Um, you know, uh, we just talked about. A, a, a whole bunch of different things. Um, that's about it. I like Jumbo catched me a couple days ago as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I need to holler at Jumbo. I'll be wanting him because Jumbo is a character. Like, when when he's on it. So. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You, um, when school starts back, that's what I'm going to ask you. So, you stay on the um, central. You on Central Time, right? No, I mean on uh, Eastern Time. Maybe like not even an hour away from um, from Central Time. But yeah, we still at Eastern. Okay, I thought Tadahasa was on. Um, I thought that was the border. Yeah, we got about thirty minutes away. Okay, think, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's like. So if you basically drive, how how does it work there? Like, if you're on Eastern Time, but your school, let's say you live like right across the street from the uh, the Time Zone line. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. So I look, yeah. So um, I had to do some um, some new to this area to the education system here in Florida. Mm-hmm. I had to take. Um, I had to go do some professional development in um, the states I came in the name of, but it's in Central, I guess, Central Time Zone. So, um, you know, I just had to show up on their time. So, um, I want to say the meeting started around about 8.30 Central. So, for me, that's 9.30. So, I got to sleep in a little bit. And, you know, okay. But, you know, the only downfall is, they let out later, so they let out, you know, two thirty their time, but that's three thirty, you know, Eastern time. So, right, you know, so I mean, we got as good and bad, you know. So um, you just got to be more cognizant of the area people are at and their time zone. Yeah, that's all. So okay. um, that's one thing I would hate though when we would go play teams over that area and the time zone difference. So that you know, the time difference that'd be horrible. So. 
Uh, we would try to get them to start games at 6 o'clock Central Time. But, you know, we usually start our games around 7 o'clock Eastern. So, you know, that would have worked out. But, you know, a couple of those teams aren't willing to do it. So, a lot of those games, you're getting back like 11 o'clock at night. You know, probably not get home to about 1 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. And that's, that's an um, advantage for them, too, because – uh, yeah. Your biological clock, when that um, when that bedtime hit, you start getting tired. Yeah. Um, they say, you, got, they say, you know, you got these 14, 15, 16. So we had a couple of middle school kids on our team. Like, it, it's, it's weird how they, how they do things. But yeah, apparently, you know, if you middle school, you play varsity here some, somehow. But, um, yeah, we had a couple of kids in middle school. So we had a bunch of young kids, you know, full of energy and, all that type stuff. So like we we went to the central time. I don't want to see it at least by five or six times this season. And I think came you know, we you know, we got a playoff win over there, so you know, that what? was that was definitely Yeah. And, and the favorite part about the team that we beat, it beat us twice in the uh, in the regular season, so yeah. All right. So I said anyone would have mattered. So um when when are y'all moving? <laughs> y'all coming back this way, what, next year? Nah, I call it uh, so the goal is one, so I think like three years. That's the, the goal is you back um in Sanchez Rohan to school. So Alright, so I just wanna make it clear. So we have one teacher that's already in Gwinnett County, right? Uh, um and he's trying to be a principal. Right, and he might be a principal one day, right? Oh, he's, he's going to be a coach. He's, well, I say, I say might be just because I don't like to be absolute about anything uh, other than my beauty. I'm absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but um, I, I say, I mean, you know, I'm going back to Gwinnett. We got two of us already in Gwinnett. There's no way we're going to get Junebug in Gwinnett unless we beat him. <laughs> And wake them yeah. up and you But you might well, hey, you could convince your wife to go to Gwinnett, man. Yeah, Joe was a teacher. He going to be in the education system. I got the non-profit going. We're going to have to bring all that together. Yeah. yeah. So I already know uh, me and you are probably, as soon as I'm done with school and I can focus 100% on everything, man, you going to be kicking it real hard. Um. And like within two years after that, be working very well together, um, and then we, we'll pull everybody else a cloud around because everybody got a position. Like everyone can have a position, everybody can have a plate. But, an empire, right? <laughs> um, I'm serious. but seriously, I'm Pat, serious, you, come on uh, out there, man. Well, well, we looking like initially, initially we wanted to go back to Charlotte. Like we love Charlotte now. Charlotte, it's not as big as Atlanta. Uh, I'm talking about nothing that, but it's not as big as Atlanta. But man, it's such a nice, clean city. So much to do. You know, I'm a foodie. They got you know good food. I like Charlotte too. Charlotte's my favorite city on the East Coast to go visit. You want to live in Gwinnett County, man? So. But the thing is, the price of living in Charlotte is getting ridiculous. So we, you know, we still get real. Um, we can move somewhere um, in Columbia alone, seventy-seven. Where the price, you know, we get you know, a good bang for our buck, and not that far from Charlotte. So you know, you know, like, Columbia's only what like an hour or two change from Charlotte. Just that, depending on what part of uh, Columbia you're in. So yeah, so. 
that's the plan right now. Cause we want to you know, move back to the Carolinas, uh, whether it's Charlotte or Columbia, if you know Lexington. And um, Gwinnett is close to Carolinas. Unless Florida State come through. Yeah, Florida State. For that coach position? Yeah, said, oh, yeah. I said, let Florida State come through with that coaching position. Yeah. I need Sam to come through with one, though. Like, yeah. Uh, um, I actually sat down and talked to Willis Simmons when I first got here. But I guess, um, you know, they got restrictions in the LCS for how many coaches you have. So, yeah. I guess they, you know, um, I think they already had 11. And, you know, can't really have 12. And you know, they really didn't have anything, you know, any um off field type positions. Um they they could fill it at the moment so at the go back to high school. Yeah, I don't know I'm not a bit I mean I know you know it's about my career but not but you know I'm not a big fan of Florida State. I don't like how they did um really tag a lot of people might say it's about wins and losses. I'm like dude got a year and a half. Like what coach get fired in the middle of the second season? Any so, black coach. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's what it is for a black coach. Yeah, like, even for a black coach in the middle of your second season, when you start right. um, go to a bowl game, like that. You know, they. I think it was just um, something they could check off their list. Um, to be honest with you, they were like, oh, well, we hired a black coach. Um, you know, but you could tell even from the atmosphere, even from the fans around here, like they never wanted them. Like they didn't give him a chance. Like even before the season was started, even before the season started, you know, they wanted the man gone. Um, so I think it's just one of the things they checked out their list. They had they had they had a black head coach, and then you know the you know the interim head coach. Of course, he was black. Um, I think he's been there forever as an assistant coach and a and assistant head coach. But um, yeah, so like I don't like the way that that, that happened. Uh, Ain't no more about my HBCUs anyway. Like, that's really why I want to coach it. I really want to, you know, be an HBCU coach. Um, you know, they don't pay anywhere near as much as the, uh, the FBS schools. Right. My heart is at my uh, at, at my HBCUs. You know, that's 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 where I want to be. Hey Pat, you part of a frat? Say that again. Are you frat? No nah, man, I couldn't do it. Okay, okay. I do it. Hey Maurice, did you ever hook up with uh, JT? No, not, not recently. Okay, I I I didn't know if y'all ever hooked up together. Um, because y'all got a lot of the same goals and ambitions. That was no Levy. Levy just across the uh, Alpha, right? That's a little bit. Alpha? Alpha? Yeah. Hey, there's only one. That's only one frat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're used to it. Hey, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not part of that frat yet. But I've already told everybody else that if I ever get the opportunity, there's only one frat I'm going to. If I don't, if I don't get to be part of that frat, I'm not gonna be part of a frat. Period. But <laughs> that's the way to be. Yeah. Um. But and speaking of that, whenever I'm ready, y'all need to holler at me because I'm. I'm <laughs> I think I think if I have a sign at some point, I think he has no choice he, uh, but to be um, to be be down with Maurice and his crew because um, I guess yeah, he's legacy. You know, his granddad is um, in Omega, so and he and he reps Omega hard. So if I have a sign, I don't think he would have a choice but to be 
maybe. Yeah, I messed up. I, I been, I was hanging around him way too much during my rap career, and I be getting to the point where I be, I put that arm up, and then I be like, oh no, put it down, put it down before you hook it, put it down before you, because <laughs> I, I be forgetting because I be partying so hard with him. And then, well, I used to party so hard, but I just forget, and I'd be right there about to hook it. And I'm like, no, put it down. Negativity. Negativity. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny about that, man? <laughs> so, um, you know, before I met my wife, I, um, I was in a long, long-term relationship with this um, other young lady in Charlotte. And, you know, she's a, uh, she's a vendor. So um, I was watching the college, like, Texas play somebody one day. And I was like, hey, hey um, are they uh, little symbols, uh, similar to yours? And I did, like, a little, you know, little long-form hooking little thing that they do. And then, yo, she ready to fight me. Oh, uh, she ain't hit you with a bat immediately? No, yeah, she, no she, yeah, she, was ready, <laughs> she was ready to fight me over that. She's like, no, don't be disrespecting my sorority. I'm like, no, we're just doing the... I'm doing the Texas, I'm the Texas, um, what's called Brooklyn, whatever they call it. Yeah. I'm doing the Texas, um, what's in the like, she's like, nah, you just sweating my throat. I'm like, no, I ain't not. This was <laughs> that. Yeah. You ready to fight me? The, didn't like, the, yeah. um, is it the Deltas that went after Jay Z? When yeah. you start throwing up them diamonds? Mm hmm. Yeah. Hey, if Jay Z, if Jay Z couldn't go unscathed, you know. <laughs> But yeah. Hey, talk about Jay Z going unscathed. Let's let, let real quick. Let's discuss one of his associates. Kanye West this day he running for president. What y'all feel about? That? Oh yeah. I feel like um, he must got something coming out. <laughs> he must be promote, he must promote promoting his clothing line. Yeah, we're yeah. thinking I might need to grab some stock and gap. You know, he's down about twelve dollars right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. So, yeah, so he, he uh, I mean, so people were saying, you know, speculate, saying, like, oh, this is, what they call this, the 13%ers. So, like, yeah, this is the way to, um, you know, to divide the 13% of the vote or whatnot. But I'm like, yo, what black person you know is going to vote for Kanye if you run for president? So, uh, hey, the same folks who spent $15,000 off for his sneakers. Yeah. That is true, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, true, um, that that is a tactic, and I, I'm gonna watch it. But it is a tactic that um, people do. They are looking. I say they. The Republicans are actively looking for someone to actually come up and run as an independent to split the Democratic vote. Um, because as it looks right now, according to the numbers, it looks like Biden's gonna blow Trump out the water. However, that's only if people go vote. So. <laughs> I think so. I don't think anyone that's going to vote for Joe Biden. Oh, snap. Kanye voting? He's going to vote for Kanye instead. Yeah, they're, they're just looking right. for the right person. Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they were sneaking with a a grassroots person trying to get her in. Yeah. It didn't work, though. Yeah. Maybe I'm trying to bring her or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. The the only thing I can say now is Bernie uh, Joe Biden is not a uh, woman, so it's more than likely the uh, predictions is gonna be a little bit more correct than last time. Cause last time the the media tried to pretend like Hillary being a woman wasn't gonna be a problem, and it ended up being the biggest problem. Cause even white women didn't vote for Hillary. Yeah. 
I mean, if people vote for Hillary, it's just, you know, we got to get rid of this electoral college. Nah, I voted for Hillary. That's the problem. <laughs> like, the majority of the people did vote for Hillary. Like, she won the popular vote. Yeah, the majority. The is, I, don't, yeah. I don't know about the electoral college being an issue, though. Um, that, that that sounds very bad because of as much shit I talk about people voting. But here's the thing, though. If it wasn't for like electoral colleges, then Middle America would never have a say in anything. Yeah. So, and that's because most people live in these cities. They will always get the vote. They will always be right. They will always have a say. So the electoral college actually tries to make it a little bit more even for the people in Middle Middle America, and that's still important. So. While I hate the electoral college and the way it does things, we can find some. I mean, we got people that go to college and they could tell you 700 decimal places into pi. So they could figure something out better. Yeah. I, thought, I, I want to disagree with you, but my knowledge on that is not, um, it's not good enough. So I'm going uh, to trust you on that one. I feel you, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't know that either until maybe like a year and a half ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, how do y'all feel about these uh, new knowledgeable people out here? <laughs> like everybody that just found out what Juneteenth for this year, and now they're demanding that no one celebrates Independence Day. <laughs> Uh, they have every other generation, man. You know when kids pick up a book and it. I'm gonna tell you what the problem is, bro. Every gen- every generation, almost every year, what we're gonna have is a situation where the people who've been quote unquote educated in high school, right, graduate and educate themselves outside of that, right. And they're going to be found, they're going to feel like born again Christian. And I'm like, oh, I know everything. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you yeah. this, this, that, 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 that. Because <laughs> it's almost like they've finally been able to get an education that themselves have, they, they themselves have had to want, to one of two things seek out or be purposely sat down and talked to after, after outside of high school. So a lot of kids don't get this information in, in school. So when they get it, they know it. And truth be told, a lot of them are so proud to know it that they want to scream it to the top of the mountains. Some of us have known it for so long, it's just another way of life for us, another day that we handle things the way we've been handling things since we found out years and years ago. Yeah. But so many kids are going to find out every single year that didn't know last year because they just graduated, and all they know about is 4th of July and Easter and Christmas and, and Christmas Columbus. <laughs> exactly. They know these things, but they don't know any of the, the truths behind a lot of, uh, you know, America's development. And so when they get to find out a lot of these things, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, so we're going to we're going to have that just because of the education system in America doesn't doesn't, uh, you know, truly educate in my in my mind. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, too, uh, I think people. Like, it's, it's a big misnomer when it comes to black people and, you know, whether or not we should celebrate the 4th of July. I know, um, I don't know how long I know you were there, but I did, you know, I did my little Gene Key celebration a couple of years ago. I haven't been able to do it the last couple of years. But, um, yeah. 
I'm not a yet. I'm not a yet celebrating Fourth of July. Like I just celebrated this year. One, I forgot what the day was. You know, that's that just happens when you get teacher in the summer. <laughs> that's a dad but, for uh, you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think people um, lose track of the fact that black people, like like Maurice said, like we are ingrained into the to the foundation of this of this country. Like yeah, we are the foundation of this country. Like we fought in every different war this country has been in. Yeah. And I think people, and of course, you know, um, slavery didn't end in seventeen seventy six. That you know, that 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 much is true. But at the same time, we did have, you know, ancestors who fought in those wars to win, um, help win American independence. They teach um, us the first person know. to die in that war was a black man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like I said, while we didn't get our independence on, uh, on, on the 4th of July, we did help America gain its independence, which later, you know, yeah, incremental steps. Yeah, so. Like, I'm, I'm not against black people celebrating it. Like you say, it's it's not a big deal to me as it once was, but um, I'm like I said, I'm more of a Juneteenth guy, but um, I, I have no issues with celebrating Fourth of July. Yeah, and for me, like I told a lot of people, like I've I've only known about Juneteenth because. I was the nerdy guy that used to pick up the book and read my whole history yeah. book front to back the first week of school. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the only reason why I knew about that stuff. And me still knowing, like, until about eight, nine years ago, it didn't click to my head. A lot of the stuff I knew didn't click in my head. Oh, wait a minute. Like, 1776 was America was... And then it was 186. Golly. Yeah. Oh, man. So we wasn't free all at the same time. Like, all that started clicking in my head. And I was. <laughs> so, I mean, so it, me seeing more people know now, I always I, I go back to um, me being like when I uh, start learning 5% knowledge and how, yeah. um, how you have to know, like, the circumference of the earth and how fast the earth spins around the sun and the distance between the sun and the earth and basically your seeds and how nature works and all this. So learning all of that stuff is what I go back to when I see people learning now. Like even people so ecstatic to say, oh, man, the world is flat. So the world is flat theory was it's it's. It wasn't built to be what it is now. So flat earth theory and the flat earth coalition or whatever, it used to just say, walk up to someone, tell them the world is flat. Make them explain to you how they know the world is round. And basically it is, it's it's one of those, don't take what they give you and just take it for fact. Learn why this is that itself so when people go and say i believe the earth is flat it was never supposed to be an insult or a, a, a fact to someone it was like explain to me why you think the world is round explain to me the facts that you know that makes the world round it's basically what it was 
But they took that shit and made it stupid. Um, <laughs> but people actually believe that at one point. Like that shit, like you know, people actually believe that the Earth were on the Earth. The Earth is flat. Yeah, and then Galileo flat. came. So, but um, yeah. or you know, Egypt came. I don't know you said that, but I ain't like you know Christian Columbus. Right. Uh, I always I, I make it very clear. I like you know that cell phone that you're typing this shit on? <laughs> Do you know what kind of yeah. technology it rolls off of? And the algorithms? Yeah, that says the anyway. But um, I do go back to that, and I remember that even back then, like with how excited I was when I first found all this information out, and it started clicking for me. And I, yeah. I try not to demean anybody for it, but I do, I do let them know, like, hey, like it, it's wrong for you to tell people not to do celebrate stuff just because you found yeah. something out, and that's that's yeah. all. Yeah, you can give your, like I said, you can give your opinion on something, but they say, hey, you got to be out there and preaching about it. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I try to be. And sometimes I probably refrain from giving people my opinion because I don't want to, you know, mess up, mess up someone else's belief system, you know, or, you know, change someone else's opinion, man, you know, when it's, a, um, when it's something that, where my opinion shouldn't even matter in the first place. So, you know, I try to be careful about that. I think that's bred in us because we're, we're for two reasons. One, we're from the South, and we have this yeah. Southern whatever. Um, yeah. And then we're also black people, so we have politeness beat in us um, through our yeah. ancestry. <laughs> so we always take everyone else's feelings into consideration to put everybody in front of us. Um, that's the reason yeah. why you go up to New York and they just – they're being what they call polite, but you think they're rude as hell because they didn't have to. They don't have the southern heritage. They don't have the ancestry that we have to automatically put everybody first and then put yourself last. And and that's that's why I think we think like that as well. No, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but sometimes you just got to say it. Like my neighbors now know. I mean, some neighbors don't like me because as soon as they say something and I don't feel like if I don't like it. It's one thing, but if I feel like it's dead wrong, uh, then I, I would definitely say something. And a lot of them don't like me because of that. Like, if I feel like you made a racist statement, I'm going to tell you immediately. I'm not going to let it boil. I'm not going to let it simmer or nothing. Oh, you would know immediately. And they try to explain why it's not racist, but, yeah. It's just, it's just stuff like that. But I do live in a, a very uppity, guppy neighborhood that even the – People in the surrounding neighborhoods, um, they call us guppies because we live in that neighborhood and we have, like, private stuff that everybody else can't have. So, but when I moved into, they was like, oh, black man. And then when I was like, yo, that's racist, you can't do that. Then it was, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> but it's all right. That's how it be. I decided not to be uh I, I decided not to be one of those humble black men that just let people because I made it in a certain area in life just let people feel like they could talk a certain type of way. Like, I don't care. I throw all this away soon. All right. I know we don't talk for like ever. <laughs> no, we 
Hey, what ain't we'll been about an hour? Ain't been an hour yet. Uh, uh, yeah. Who? Who? Somebody watching something? Oh, Pat got family at the house. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it too. Oh. So, but yeah. Hey man, uh, Maurice, you got the truck yet? The what? You got to pick up. Nah, man. I'm, I'm, not ready just yet. Uh, you you and you in a Maserati? Nah, man. Where you tripping? <laughs> <laughs> when, I, uh, when I get when I get the pickup, bro. Yeah, y'all got to really come look for me, cause I'm man. Listen, I'm be on the phone somewhere. I'm already trying to get me some livestock and put in Baseburg. Oh man, yeah, man. I'm, I'm trying sure. to. I was like, I'm gonna start uh, using my business to purchase uh, land and start doing stuff like that. Man, I'm about to start getting me some. Some cows, some goats, some chickens. And you know I want what I'm a, saying? I want some plum trees and some Yeah, I want some land too, man. It's some it's some land in Baseburg, man, that I've been looking at for years, but I ain't never really had opportunity to jump off the porch on it yet. Mainly because I've been doing so much more investment into the business and other things. But when it's some land in Baseburg, bro, that y'all wouldn't even believe. Like would not believe. You go look up at their camp Agape, Mm-hmm. Right there, right past where Fargo live at. You know, you, you come into town. You said the camp? Yeah, Camp Agape. Right yeah. there at the end of where Fargo live at. I was on the left. That's the camp that we wasn't able to go to when we was young, right? So what? Is that the camp that we wasn't able to go to when we was younger? Uh, I think, I can't remember. I think that might have been the one. Is that the like, one? Okay. They got a little you lake know, on it? No, 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 that's different, that's different. Okay. Oh, no, this one got a couple of lakes, I think. Okay, so, you know, you, you like, you leave in town, right? You know, you're going, like, Fonzo, where Fonzo Lee Park live at, right? Right. I don't know where he live at now. Oh, okay. like, where's Mom and I used to stay? Where's Mom and I stay right there on 245? Okay. Right. So, say you leave, you leave uh, Mr. B's, make a left, like, you're going toward, um, make a left, like, you're going toward, uh, what's the spot called? Um, toward the gardens, right? You talking about Fonzo Lee Park that used to stay where my, like, back to back to where my aunt stayed at? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so at the end of that road where, where, the, where the main road meet the road, they come back, you know what I'm saying, the two roads split right there? Right. Off on the left, if you're coming from, like, if you just pass Fonzo House's house, you're on the right, you get to that, that corner right there, off on the left, Mm-hmm. But it's 47 acres right there, bro. You talking about where that strip club used to be at? Basically, across the street? It's across the street from the elementary school? No, no, no. On down farther. Oh, further? On further down. On further down. I know I know you're talking about that. You're talking about, uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, what's the name? General Corley's spot used to be. Oh yeah, <laughs> they said a strip club. That was no strip club. Why you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I heard it. You know, I heard I heard it's a strip club, but you know, I was I was the lame that couldn't go to clubs growing up and stuff. So I just heard. Hey, me either, hey man. that's what my mama told me. I was like strip club. How strippers man, getting all the way down here? Way. <laughs> man, my mama was the same way. Man, you need to go out that far. I passed your but house. Yeah, man, that that camper got there. There's 47 acres, bro, and it's been it's been up for sale for a minute. But I don't know what's the uh, I don't know what they what the ticket is on it now. But one time before this, I was like 1.3. Man, they got a 
it has a full gym. Like it literally can be a small town almost, bro. It's crazy. Oh, the amount of land out there. It's nice. Yeah, look at it, man. It's 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 nice. I look at it next time I'm there. I um I was just showing my wife your oh, the house that you grew up in, uh the other day, and I said I think he still I think he owns the house still. So yeah, my mom still my mom still trying to keep everything together over there. That's, yeah, that's... the folks the folks stay there taking care of it pretty good. We put like a little cement pad in for mm-hmm. the parts on. And I, I don't see them planning on moving no time soon. They bought like a little uh, little shed out there to chill in. I was like, ah, oh, that's a bet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got that in. I, I was like, like it didn't look like that when I, when we grew up, but they done, they done nah, we went back and did some stuff to it. Yeah, yeah, man. Like a couple years ago, my, me, my mom, my wife went back. Man, we spent the whole summer there, to tell you the truth, bro. I did, did some things to it. Just because, like I said, at that point in time, I wanted to kind of invest internally. With mm-hmm. that, get the house right, really trying to get the, you know, put some money on t- to the business and things like that. That was really where I was, where my, where my main goals was. And once we got them kind of in place, now we kind of, you know, been able to see some of them be able to mature a little bit more on the financial side. Yeah, I had, um, I'm trying my best to get my mama out of, <laughs> she, I, I'm not going to go through like her full situation because she is very private, but I, uh, she, She's basically alone there. I mean, she got my my youngest brother that stays with her. Yeah. And but you know how I mean, it, you might remember that the way we grew up, like we was always set away from everybody else. Yeah. So now but it's she, just she's still got that same going. Yeah. That same but it's, yeah, yeah, but it's just her around. and my youngest brother. So I was like, look, mom, I live in. I told her, I live in Somerville. You can get your same job. You can transfer your job and probably get a pay raise because what you make in Baseburg, you have to make more there, and they're not going to let you basically sit on that that money there. I can get you an apartment that's like a mile away from your current job, whatever job you transfer to. But you will be around your grandkids and will be able to uh, help subsidize your living expenses or whatever like that. Yeah. And she was like, let me think on it. And that's been a year and a half <laughs> ago. <laughs> and every time I asked her, she was like, I just need to think on it a little bit more. I'm like, man. But she was like, she had to say, well, your little brother, if he goes, then I'll go. So I started trying to get my little brother to go. Man, that dude's like, nah, I ain't moving. <laughs> I'm going to stay in baseball my whole life. But I, I want them. Huh? When said attachment is there, it's there, man. Yeah, it's there. Uh, so I, I just made up my mind a couple of weeks ago that yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna waste my energy on it anymore. And I just want them to know it's different stuff because you know my mom has a lot of phobias and one of her so, and because yeah. of that she stays basically where she's at, and I want I want her to see that it's it's more stuff out there. I think my mom kind of like that too. My mom moved, but my mom was always like, she always liked to travel. When she moved to Atlanta, I was like, oh yeah, I know I'm going to Atlanta. Like, that was like the move. When she moved to Covington, my mama couldn't do Atlanta. She still had to have a little country bumpkin left, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. She couldn't do the whole Atlanta thing, but still, when she moved to the area, I was like, oh, that, you know, now me moving to Atlanta, I'm, I'm at the crib. I can go have Sunday dinner, you know what I mean? That's, you can't right. beat that. I said, that was a blessing for me. What, what part of um, the area she moved to? She's yep. in Covington. She, she about like, you know what I'm saying? She probably like 45, 35, 45 minutes from me, depending on if I go in the studio or back road. 
Covington, 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 Covington. Yeah, but this guy right now, you know, I-20. You coming through. You literally drive right through there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where... Uh, I'm thinking Conyers, but I know what Covington's at, too. Covington is right beside Conyers. Like, Conyers is 80, what, 82? Covington is, like, 88, 90. Okay. You could take a – oh, yeah, you take the same back road I would take when I go down to um, – so we have a Rough Rider meeting there every first Sunday. I think I got to call in today. Today's okay. the first Sunday of the month, right? Oh, you know, bro. It is. Make every day run together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose I think I need to call uh call into my rough rider meeting. But I think that's at five. But we um before COVID hit, I used to have to go to it. That'll be the back road that I take to get to twenty anyway. I think it's twenty four or one twenty four or something. The main oh, road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's about one twenty four, uh senior highway. Yeah. So hey, right. he just me what happened. He must have got kicked out or something. Yeah, I'm. Um, I was thinking about calling him. I was gonna call him. I just didn't want to stop you from talking. Give me a second. <laughs> Hold on. Hey. So what happened, man? You were talking. Yeah. <laughs> you got dumped off the line. <laughs> All right, y'all talk for a little bit. I have to open up the studio for somebody. All right, you still on? Yeah, we yeah, still man. on. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, man. I just remember you calling on at the phone. I said, oh, man, where's he at? <laughs> yeah, I was talking for a little bit, so I'm like, yeah, man, like, you got quite out there. He's like, they really did not like what I had to say. Okay, yeah. nah, do you want that? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I think, oh, oh, Brian was saying, I can't remember, um, how you were talking about, and I just started talking about, we talking about the one, um, you said something about um, New York hats and stuff and whatnot, and I was like, yeah, yeah. New York hats would come to Beach for catching bells all the time. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Oh, you cannot take that. But yeah, man, how's this thing going, though, man? Like, as far as, uh, I know you always busy with the, with the, uh, with the work. Pandemic slowed everything down for everybody, but we've been blessed, you know, on the company side to kind of really have opportunity to really maintain a little bit of movement so we wasn't completely shut down um but you know it's it's been a it's been a uh it's been a ex- uh, interesting time i imagine though um that it could have been a little i guess i guess a little bit for you um i imagine um a lot of um institutions or places with need of services right now yeah, well, see, you know, P, we work, we, we provide integration. And so a lot of schools are, are looking for cut, cost-cutting ways to get new systems and get those systems integrated. So, yeah, that's the opportunity we have. We've had some opportunities with, um, you know, our data enhancement stuff as well. 
But mainly what we're excelling is working with our partners and getting and helping their platforms get integrated into their clients. Yeah, you know, that's what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Whew. It was, it was, it was, it was a rough enough for a minute, man. Like the teachers, I don't think, I think people got a little taste of what teachers go through, but then, you uh, know, I don't think they truly understand, um, you know, they really should understand like all the other stuff behind the scenes that go into what we do, man. But uh, yeah, I just said it was rough for us, but like it was a lot of a lot of work on our end. Or like having, so I teach three different levels of English, um, English two, three, and four. And um, yeah, so like having to come up with work for three different, um, three different, three different levels of. Three levels of English um, by a specific date, and it has to be something that we can do for a whole quarter, a whole quarter of the school year. You know, I said that was pretty rough. And then, you know, once all that stuff got out, though, it was easier because now all I had to do was go to go back and just teach everything and um, uh, keep in contact. Hey, hey guys, how y'all doing? How you doing? I'm back. Hey, um, I'm gonna stop the recording for a couple of seconds and bring in the guest. Hold on for a second. All right. Hold on, we want the guest. <laughs> y'all are the guest. All, all y'all are the guest. He just he was operating on on inward time, so he was on CPT. Hey, hey, you are not on the mic right now, so you can't say anything. He was on CPT, and CPT got him an hour and a half late. Golly. <laughs> He was on. He was early. He was just on Mountain Time. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me let him in. Hold on. They stop making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright because I'm on the grind. 